0: and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. show time folks enjoy the show we're delighted to have you with us The
1: are driving theater
0: you'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment Please please to bring you our CC feature presentation What's up, guys? We're here. It's Monday night. It's it's, uh, us. it's eight o'clock. It's. It's uh, it's Monday. We're doing it. You're tuned into the Driving Speaker Box. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator.
1: I'm Slick Doggy, the Grip.
0: And uh, yeah, we are back. It is it is uh, what is today? That's like November 29th. It's like going to be like the last show of November. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be diving into December relatively soon. And it seemed like November just went boink and was 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 gone. What happened to this month?
1: Well, that's because you're a big time Halloween boy, and you got. Halloween pickup, and then once that's done, it's already,
0: already Christmas holiday time. I mean, Christmas kind of started early this year, too. Yeah, so it they was, always it was do like a, It was even earlier. Like It was November 1, and it was like...
1: Dog, it was Halloween at night, and stores had Christmas stuff up.
0: That was crazy, but uh, we've got some show tonight. We're probably not going to be diving into a whole lot of news this week because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We watched a lot of uh, stuff this week. I went and... Uh, checked out the new House of Gucci film in theaters this weekend, also caught the new, uh, it's only on streaming, but uh, Black Friday with um, Bruce Campbell, and then I, and I caught the second half of Masters of the Universe Revelations, which we talked about uh, several episodes ago when the first part dropped, and um, I was just sitting around cleaning the kitchen and I was like well I guess I'm gonna you know watch this and uh and, and you you saw some stuff too
1: yeah I got caught up uh and watched uh, King Richard it's been out for Two weeks, but I finally had a chance to uh, watch it.
0: So. so we got a lot of movies to talk about, you guys. A bunch of them. So uh, buckle up for that. So we're gonna we're gonna try and keep the news on on the on the short. Um, <laughs> Sam over on Facebook says Bruce no show Campbell, and that was during COVID. I guess he was supposed to be here in Arkansas at some Comic Con or something, and he didn't show because COVID. Um, but uh, but yeah, Vince said got a corporate memo to start playing Christmas songs after Halloween this year. Um, no. Mind I was going to say happens. that
1: same comic thing that Northwest Arkansas Comic Convention, uh, the voice actor for Winnie the Pooh canceled on it too. Oh, bother! A, yeah, there was like one <laughs> or two other people uh, that yeah, they just it wasn't you know, going to happen.
0: I wouldn't want to. I don't think I'd ever want to meet Winnie the Pooh voice. I would want to meet Eeyore's voice. The, the voice of Eeyore because Eeyore is like the coolest. Well, You're the like guy, the that, OG emo guy. Uh,
1: why I don't know. Why I can't remember Thanks his name right now. Off the top of my head, me. Uh, he does the voice of uh, like. The hundreds of characters.
0: In the hundreds of Acre Woods. Oh. Oh. All of the characters. But um, anyway, well, that's that. Comic Con. There's like another one coming up pretty soon here in Arkansas. There's, yeah, there's, there's, always there's always something in there. Wasn't there one I saw like a poster and it was just like, you know. Meet uh, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and then some. How what does that have to do with comic books? I don't know. So, but,
1: it's a it's a crossover, man. Same demographics. The like kind shit of shit that nerds
0: like in one roof. Man. Yeah,
1: I mean the kind of people that are going to blow their money on uh, action figures and comic books are the same people that are going to blow their money on wrestling T shirts and and title belts.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is your girlfriend watching? Because uh, she would be chiming in real hard about this, I, I believe. Um,
1: Don't get her started on me <laughs> wasting money on uh, toys.
0: Well, anyway. Um, so, um, yeah. Did you have any any news this week to, to share? Oh, man. Any, any fun stuff? Any news. sad
1: stuff? So much. T- well, let's get the sad stuff out sad of the way stuff first. start huh? with the sad
0: stuff. Pour one out for the homies.
1: Yeah. Uh, most recently, uh, there was the passing announced today mm. of David Gupilil who uh, the name might not sound familiar, but uh, he is the uh, aborigine friend of Crocodile Dundee.
0: Famous for the line, "Need salt.
1: Yeah, from the first uh, Crocodile Dundee movie, uh, but he was also in both incarnations of uh, Storm Boy, uh, which also has a really good video game uh, out there that you can play. Uh, so he, he was announced, uh, passed away today, a uh, big film star, From Australia, Aboriginal film star—you don't see a lot of those. Uh, But prior to that, gets
0: caught on Nicole Kidman or whatever; she's an alien.
1: (laughs) Prior to that, uh, there was the passing of Stephen Sondheim. uh, Yep, who that That name probably sounds a lot more familiar. Uh, He's been doing music, uh, in movies and TV since fifty-seven. Yeah, he's been. Uh, the Musical Man, and his last uh, given credit is for the new West Side Story coming out. So he did the original in '61. It's just
0: not cool, Daddy O. Yeah, in the,
1: the remake in '21. Um, but he also did he did music for things like um, uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, he did that. Uh, Perfect strangers.
0: Uh, Perfect Strangers how did that one go um, yeah Any. anyhow anyway yeah he's done give me a second I'll think of it
1: lo- lots of themes and tunes and jingles and anthems and, and the works well hopefully uh, he's so.
0: jingling all the way up to the pearly gates and uh, like a
1: couple days too early
0: what jingle okay. all the way
1: anyhow that's sad stuff you know, it's out a of the long trek I don't know I don't know how yeah. long it takes uh you know what just to run through stuff real quick uh, because none of it was really exciting um Jesse Smollett is going to court now he's the guy uh that is accused of hiring a couple people to attack him uh, to put himself in the news uh they posed a um or or staged a hate crime uh that wasn't true to life uh so that he could uh establish more of his own celebrity he's going to trial today um McConaughey announced that he will not be running for governor just That's yet. That's a bummer, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, he had he had alluded of political aspirations, and everyone wants wants be a lot cooler if he did. Yeah, uh, but he he's not done acting yet. Uh, and well, then, I mean, uh,
0: politics is just just a different version of acting. If you really sure. want to, you want to split hairs about it.
1: Uh, there were set videos released from Extraction 2 so everyone can get excited about Chris Hemsworth on his Netflix sequel. And then, uh, talking Netflix, uh, Jennifer Lawrence was uh, confronted uh, with the notion that Leonardo DiCaprio was paid $5 million more than her on a movie that she has top billing on on a Netflix movie. Uh, and she snapped back with that she thinks that that is A-OK because uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's name on the... Uh, Marquee is going to get more viewers than hers. And uh, it's Leo! Hey, yeah. It's Leo! And with their profit uh, tied somehow to viewership, since it's a Netflix thing, I'm sure that that just gets her more money. And she's the one that got herself top billing, uh, so she worked hard to get what she does have, and she's okay with that. Uh, probably a lot of controversy going to come from that type of thing. But then, you know what? Fun stuff. Actual fun Fun things.
0: news.
1: Uh, so, this past week... SpaceX helped NASA put a craft into space to intercept asteroids just to see if it can be done. Just like Armageddon! Just like Armageddon. Just like that other movie that was just like Armageddon! Deep Impact? Yes. Uh, So (laughs) uh, they're doing it for real. And uh you know, life imitating movies that's fun, but they're seeing, hey, just in case we need to, it might be nice to know if we can instead of it coming to like the movies where they're like, well we gotta we just gotta see. You uh, know, it reminds
0: me of this book, and I think i've I think I've mentioned this book before on the show, but I've been doing this show for what a thousand or more episodes, so I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this book. um but it's from the 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 guy that uh, wrote the Brave little Toaster and did all that stuff. I mean, he's kind of a psychopath um. Really? But, a little bit, yes. Um, but he wrote this really cool book about science fiction called "The Dreams Our Stuff Is Made Of," and it's about how science fiction affects science fact. And you know, it's re- cell phones, you, you, yeah, tablets. just all the stuff that was created in you know fantastic stories that that people with creative creative minds wrote down. And now you know we're 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 doing it, Peter. We're you know we've got all these things, and it you know the question is like, would these things have ever happened if it wasn't for the inspiration of these these artists like inspiring engineers and mathematicians and all these people that have no creativity so to speak because they're all freaking nerds um no I'm just kidding we love you make more cell phones um but it's a it's a really good read and uh kind of yeah Thomas Dish uh Vince coming in there with the with the name drop but um yeah it's a good book um if you're into science fiction and kind of you know uh the process of science fiction uh it's a it's a good read
1: Well, uh, since you said you're doing it, Peter, uh, talking about things that fly uh, and Disney, uh, you know, I've seen a horse fly and a house fly, but I ain't never seen an elephant fly. Talking about Operation Dumbo Drop? Operation Dumbo Drop. You guessed it. What? What? Seriously? Life imitating movies yet again. But have you ever seen a rhinoceros fly? Operation Porno Drop. Yeah, that's what they did in Africa. They uh, they airlifted uh, for the largest migratory transportation of animals by by humans and or rhinos or whatever. They moved some rhinos from like one portion of Africa to another uh, to help save the species. But straight well, up, was Danny Glover involved? <laughs> no, it wasn't it near as bad. cool it's as Operation Dumbo Drop. I think it went a lot more smoothly uh, than life did in that movie. Uh, but hell of a movie. Uh, and super cool to see that they uh, are doing things like that in real life uh, to maintain a species and things like that. But go back, watch Operation Dumbo Drop. It's classic. It rules. It's uh, it's a pretty fun movie. It's the best. Yeah, so that was fun. So it's like Armageddon's like, cool, that'd be sick if the planet doesn't blow up. But Operation Dumbo Drop, that's just fun.
0: Man. I don't want to miss one smile. I don't want to miss one Yes. I don't want to be right here with you just like this. Yeah, he's like... I I hope that, you know, when they were they were listening to that, like, you know, Aerosmith on the way. Um so many rock and bowls to that song. Uh I think I, th- I think it's still like a rock and bowl classic. I haven't rock and bowled in probably a decade, but mm. um it just seems like a very rock and bowl song. Aerosmith is just a rock and bowl kind of band. I mean, you know, when you're at the bullet alley, like it's gonna be Aerosmith, you know? I mean, it's just gonna Loving an elevator. You know, all the all the stuff. Astronauts have probably got
1: a sense of humor, too. Yeah, um, but, you know, shooting golden disc at people. Eat the
0: rich. gonna wipe wash down and out off the grass?
1: Music is a weapon. Yeah. yeah, they just
0: shoot CDs at asteroids in space. and hopefully, oh, yeah. Phew, I don't know.
1: One of the best games. It's so much fun. Revolution X. Uh, anyway. it's exactly the same as the Aerosmith roller coaster ride if you ever go to Disney World. Uh what is it called? It's called it's called like
0: rock and roller coaster or something stupid. I'm and sure. I,
1: Buckle up, pick us out Cause we gonna get going.
0: And yeah. like Steven Tyler's so.
1: I don't do roller coasters, right? You know that. I yes, uh, yeah. I You
0: don't do you don't do a lot of fear. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, I was at Disney World. All I saw was Aerosmith, rock and, like and roll, and I was sold. like, "I'm there." And uh, I was in line forever. And you go through this whole building, and you don't get to see <laughs> what you're coming up tell to. Tell me you started crying. <laughs> no, but you get up, and within the last six to eight feet they are like by the way it's a roller coaster and I was like no <laughs> and it was like too late to back out and I was like with my family and everyone was like you gotta do it you gotta do it now was so they not had stoked. to know they had to be
0: in on it though and no like,
1: man it was the worst uh it's basically just like thunderation from from uh several dollar, dollar city where you' just like in a building and it's a roller coaster in a building and underground and your head is constantly like you're, you're being shaved by the metal bars because you're tall like me and you're not supposed to be on that ride. And uh, the whole time it just opens up and Steven Tyler's like, hey, buy some of Joe Perry salsa, all right. And <laughs> you're like, what? In the gift shop. Yeah, and then they get kidnapped and you're in the limo and you gotta go save Aerosmith. It's the same story as Revolution X, except you don't get cool disc guns to shoot the black and yellow stormtrooper like characters dudes. yeah they're all dressed like the people and no in like, like women's training where they go, the, no there's no chicks in the cages where it's like you gotta shoot them so that they can run away kind you of you shoot thing. the
0: locks off and they get rescued yeah. like yeah. oh man those games remember those games guys you remember you guys remember you guys all love the portion of the show where we ask you if you remember stuff. You remember those games like Lethal Enforcers and Area 51? Well, and Velvet
1: Santa points out the T2 arcade game. Very similar. The T2 arcade game and Revolution X is basically the same game. I'm sure it's played in the same cab. Like the oh yeah, 100%. You just yeah.
0: add different guns. Yeah. And Revolution X actually had a three-player version, had three guns, pretty sick. And I think they actually have one at Arcadia Retrocade. They upgraded theirs to the three-gun not too long is ago. Is it
1: three or four-player on console?
0: I think it's only two.
1: Yeah, it was on PlayStation um, 1, probably only two.
0: Logan dropping the fire in the hole reference. Uh, that that's such a good roller coaster. You know what? We we need to go to Silver Dollar City for like the holidays while the we Christmas do. lights are up. I got a season pass. We've done that
1: before and it was a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. They have killer mulled wine. They do sp- spicy drinks
0: and the wassail. Mm, and yeah, what, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They got the mulled yeah. wine too. Um it's non-alcoholic though cuz Silver Dollar City. It's just like mulled grape juice. Christians.
1: Um, I can't drink that, but we're going to drink something like it. Um, <laughs> it's actually a lot of fun. All you do is eat and drink. and uh, You don't have to be merry. You're just there hating everybody, but you get to eat and drink a lot. It's a lot of fun.
0: Vincent comment says it reminds him of a, his brother who waited in a huge line for a water slide and at the last second chickened out. So he had to walk all the way back down with everybody shooting his eye daggers. Like That's the worst, Like having to walk all the way back down and everyone's like, what a sissy. Like, look at this guy. It's like the ultimate walk of shame. Yeah,
1: but like a water ride, at least you get to be like, well, I'm still dry and you're going to be cold and miserable for a while. So,
0: so you know, I didn't... I, this is the last story before we start actually reviewing movies and talking about movies, but I was... In Disney World, uh, there's the Runaway Mind Car, which I, I don't know <laughs> if they still have it because it might have had like a racist raccoon or something somewhere in it and they destroyed it just like they did Buzzsaw Falls. But um, anyway, the... Well, you, Disney, they're, they're like, well, you know, Peter Rabbit is is an allegory for slavery, so we got to get rid of all these rides, and uh, and and it's like cool, but wow, how how did it take us this long to figure that out? That out, um, but yeah, runaway mine never come <laughs> Run away, my never coming back. Yeah, I I, I got you there, Velvet Santa. Um, But anyway, so I was terrified of roller coasters as a kid, and my grandma was dragging me onto this coaster, and I was like, No, it's going to break. We're all going to die. I can feel it in my bones. And I'm just like, Not happy. I'm not having a good time. She's like, Don't be such a puss. Get on the thing. We get on the thing. I'm not having a good time. I'm. Talking about our death, and then it's going to break. And she's like, They wouldn't put us on here if it wasn't safe. And we're like, click, 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 going all the way to the apex of this just deadly, you know, plunge that's about to hit us. And guess what? shit breaks and uh we're stuck there at the top of this thing for like 30 minutes and i'm just like i immediately stopped crying because now i'm in the right and i'm just like see you see what happened when you don't listen to me and we had to be rescued from the roller coaster and like taking the emergency steps down off of the deal and uh and then they never ever ever in my life again questioned me when i didn't want to go on a ride That's right. I don't know if I like fire started that shit or carried it somehow, or I was just like by the will, sheer force of will, I broke the ride. I'm like, Gee. But um, whatever, I didn't have to ride that roller coaster. I went, I went back as a as a grown up and rode it, and it was hella fun. But um, whatever, roller coaster stories. Let's talk about movies that are coming out this weekend, um, because there are movies coming out this weekend, and we could talk about rollers roller rides for i don't know the rest of the show
1: well vince said hold on though how happy would you be if you became ghost dad basically (laughs) (laughs) got to be like see as long as i could
0: reach through a phone and like you know scare someone that would be cool um
1: all right but movies this week
0: movies this week not ghost dad we can't watch ghost dad anymore because that was a bill cosby movie so that movie's dead to us um even though it's a really good movie um movies this week not a whole lot of big stuff coming out this week because you know we had a whole lot of movies coming out last week but um there are a few
1: um <laughs> what movies came out last week well there was just a <laughs> bunch of movies that came out last week yeah but like house of gucci is like the only one that you could actually there was
0: house of gucci and then uh the encanto yeah and uh there was one other one that, uh, resident um, evil yeah I remember um, we went
1: through a whole list but all of them were like
0: yeah, Resident Evil not doing very well, uh, not doing. We'll, we'll talk about that in the box office roundup. But even though reviews coming out are saying that it's actually, you know uh, the kind of video game adaptation that the franchise deserved, but nobody's really, I think I think we've missed the boat on Resident Evil. and uh, well, they
1: already beat it into the ground with all the Jobvitch versions.
0: Yeah, um, let's see. Uh, I don't think any of these are really coming out in wide release, except for one maybe, uh, because they're all kind of arts art house films. Uh, but there's one um, called Wolf from director Natalie Bianchieri. Uh, this one I know for a fact is is not coming out in wide release, but it's kind of a, a art house drama about a boy who thinks he's a wolf. Uh, there's Silent Night uh, from director Camille Griffin. It's um, they are kind of doing a christmas gathering and everyone's gonna die so you know your 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 fun family gathering uh christmas horror movie um that i don't know that i think if it if it did make it into theaters people go see it because christmas horror movies are fun um there it is that but the uh the other movie that actually looks really really good um and it's got uh the one and only simon rex if you don't know simon rex uh, aka dirt nasty aka really hilarious dude um aka former pornographic actor uh returning into a film called red rocket where he um plays this kind of washed up porn star returning to his hometown uh in texas and uh, trying to re- reintegrate into to life, and then meeting some some love interest and uh, all this stuff. But it looks the trailer looks really good. And Simon no, Rex it looks
1: like a good movie. Yeah, I mean
0: Simon Rex. He's he's kind of like what's what's the he,
1: oh he was real big back on Vine mm-hmm. uh, if you remember Vine uh, he was a big dude on there. Uh, he's friends with like Macaulay Culkin and stuff I think they do a bunch of things together he's just
0: like a cool Uh, dude Vince says I only know Simon Rex the MTV VJ guy is that the same guy yes same guy Simon Rex is just this dude that everybody just kind of likes he's just like this this cool dude and uh, he gets to do whatever he wants I guess because watch
1: the music video for 1980 by Dirt Nasty oh yeah the Dirt
0: Nasty like it's 1980 Mm -hmm. Uh, that was pretty pretty fun um Let's see. McLean asks, is bit of Dead of getting a showing at NWA? I don't, I don't think it's been announced. If it is, it's probably going to be like one weekend at Malco, and we're not going to get any advertising about it. It's just going to happen. You got to so, do like me and just yeah, check every week.
1: Check every theater uh, for the week. Uh, go through, change the day so you can see what's coming out, because sometimes they'll have like a one- or two-day showing type deal even. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Fathom
0: events only show up on the day that you select, so... Um, but you can at least go to Fathom Events and pick that out. But some of these, like, one... They'll do it, yeah, they'll do it just, like, on, on, a, on a Tuesday or a Sunday, and you won't know unless you're looking.
1: Yeah, uh, like the... Um all the Indian films, foreign films, and stuff. I have to do that a lot. Just check. Uh, and Malco, our regional Malcos, they do have it where you can just hover over the now playing, mm-hmm. and it'll drop down. It'll show all movies that are showing at every theater, and you can click on the movie. And it'll show you each theater that that movie's playing at. So a smaller movie like that, uh, or a foreign film, it'll list the two to five theaters that it's showing at. So you can see if any of them are the ones that fit where you are. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, that's what's coming out in theaters this weekend. Um, you know, we just got out of a holiday weekend. We'll talk about those holiday box office numbers at the end of the show, but let's talk about some movies that we saw. We'll start with the TV show. I'm going to just go real quick through um, the Masters of the Universe Revelations Part Two. Um, you know, if you rewind back in previous episodes when we we talked about the new Kevin Smith Masters of the Universe, there's a lot of Masters of the Universe stuff right now. It's weird. There's like a CGI show. There's this cartoon show. There's an, There's like another cartoon show. There's like three Masters of the Universe things going. Going right
1: back to wrestling toys earlier, uh, WWE has a whole Masters of the Universe toy line of the Weird. wrestlers. Yeah. Weird,
0: but uh, but Kevin Smith, everybody got really excited about this one, and early reviews of the first uh, part um, was you know a lot of like screaming man children being like, oh, it's too girl centric, blah blah blah. But we both kind of were like, uh, by the end of that first part, kind of in on it. Although I was still like, well, you know, where's where's yeah, where's
1: d- He Man? Despite the fact that Kevin Smith was. Uh, uh, ver- he verbally said that he was trying to ruin it because he never liked He-Man. Yeah. Uh, despite Kevin Smith's involvement in it, it wasn't bad. But you had things like Kevin Conroy and oh, yeah. uh, uh, Tony Todd. Definitely some really good merit to in the show. Big, big voice actors uh, doing a killer job. Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah.
0: Skeletor, come on. Yeah. Uh, couldn't couldn't be a better one except Lena for the original. He is Evil Lynn. Evil Lynn, yeah. yeah. Um. And in, the, in this one, uh, part two, man, it really kind of, sticks the it doesn't it's not done but it sticks the landing on bringing back any sort of um you know uh, lull that the first one may have put in anybody's head it's it's action-packed lots of he-man lots of skeletor lots of you know uh, universe building lots of cameos from characters that you you may have you know remembered the toy there is a hilarious line and i and i was like i even googled this line because i was like how on earth did they let this slide and then there's an interview with Kevin Smith going yeah we put this line in here thinking that it was gonna get removed we we were like no way anybody's gonna let us keep this line um but it it got all the way to the show and they were like we cannot believe it got there but it was fisto if you remember fisto he's the dude that has the big you know stainless steel fist that he punches stuff he always make fist puns in the little comic books that you would get but then there's a scene in this one where skeletor is coming out and um (laughs) he's just like Skelter comes out and Fisto goes. I really want to fist him, and you're like, "What?" Uh, and he goes and fists him, and uh, it's 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 really gross and weird, but it's fun. Um, it 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 a fisting joke, and they let it they let it happen. So anyway it's if if you caught the first part i'm not going to go into a big detailed review about this but i'd i'd say it's it's a fun hour and a half watch it's like what 6 20 minute episodes or something not very long um and you get you get some of that good he-man Skeletor action that that's what you're uh Lisa asked what's fisting explain it please well no i'm just going to no. <laughs> no no well i mean if you're tuned into the live stream no this is a I'm family just... show i'm There's... just there's more movies. I'm just. To talk it's about. like it's like a little bit of this, you know. It's like that's I'm just, also unacceptable. I'm just doing the this.
1: No, also <laughs> unacceptable. You cannot Italian hands on. It's just
0: that. Well, you're describing it. I can't. I'm. I'm. I'm expl- I
1: was about to wow. explain fisting. That just got a subscriber. See, thanks.
0: See, I know how to get those subscribers. Um. Anyway, thanks, uh, Loge Web for uh hitting me with that sub. Anyway, um. Yeah, you talk about a movie.
1: Uh, Hey, yeah, I watched King Richard. I can go through it uh, pretty quick, too, because it's been out for two weeks now. Uh, We didn't get a chance to watch it the first time around. Uh, but it is a biopic, and of course, as uh, being a biopic and especially a modern uh, one, it takes liberties. Uh, so don't expect it to be a uh, gospel of uh, these people's lives or whatever. But it is the story of Richard Williams uh, and his training of his daughters Venus and Serena, uh, who you are all very familiar with. I'm sure uh, you can't turn on the TV without getting away from them. Uh, they're in but Will everything. Smith
0: been putting his foot in his mouth a little bit lately. A lot of people not so happy with Will Smith.
1: Well, in including uh one of Richard Williams' daughters from a previous relationship prior to uh the one that produced Venus and Serena uh one of their half sisters is not happy about Will Smith for uh deciding to make the uh movie but whatever uh, it's not a bad movie at all uh it's it's a pretty good movie it's a decent story um, you get to see um, Really, it's the story of Richard Williams uh, and the early on uh, onset of the success that Venus uh, will achieve. Uh, with talk of where Serena's head headed, so uh, you get to see all that. I like and how
0: we both watch biopics this week. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, and it's put against, uh, of course. Uh, you know, um, it starts out in like 1990. Uh, they're in Compton, uh, so you see everything that's going on at the time Uh, the reason that they projected uh, what the future would look like in Predator 2 and and uh, Demolition Man the way that it was um So, you know, it's not the best place, uh, for the kids to grow up and you see how they do everything they can to get out of there and the troubles they have there and, and racism that's abound and things of that nature, but it's all, uh, put against, uh, the real life story of these peoples. And I'm sure that's part of it that they couldn't escape and they do it really well. They do it really well to balance it and, and make it a entertaining movie, uh, but impactful at the same time. Uh, and, uh they did pretty good. It's not a bad movie. It's worth watch. One of them
0: feel good jams.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it is one of those, uh, that was on HBO's slate of being, uh, released this year, both in theaters and, um, simultaneously on HBO max. So for some reason you can't make it to a theater, it is available streaming. Uh, it probably wouldn't be bad to watch in a theater. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, sports arena things going on. So, uh, Worth watch. I uh, liked
0: it. Velvet Santa on Twitch asks, "How would it rank on your top ten biopic list?" Probably pretty low, I would guess. Right?
1: I don't know, man. I really. How
0: many uh, biopics do you? You're like a biopic guy. Do you have a list?
1: I mean, uh, you know, like you. You don't strike me as a guy Doors is like, probably towards the top. Doors is pretty cool because the Doors is like a good one because you get to see that Jim Morrison sucked, uh, which is like a good way to portray stuff instead of being like. Um, you know the uh, um, Queen one the Freddie Mercury one that they did what was that one called the one that came out like a year or two ago yeah
0: and then there was the um, that one
1: sucked that one was not true to life at all and there was the
0: uh, um, um, the one that came out not too long ago with uh, Rocket Man that, one, that one came Oh yeah out. That I, never, I
1: cool. never got to watch that one yeah. uh, there's supposed to be a Bowie one coming out before long Bowie. Yeah. I don't know, it's man. It's my biopic. I'll have to, uh, yeah, make a list. But uh, I, w- I would say Doors is towards the top, and I'll uh, figure out the rest from there. Hey, it's not bad. It's an enjoyable movie, biopic, at yeah. least. Uh, wow. Well, well,
0: my, my biopic uh, was not a feel-good biopic at all. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> Lojo said The Dirt Rocked. I mean, that that was actually. It's not
1: a bad movie, but bad it's movie. also completely inaccurate to real life type thing.
0: Uh, Vince over in the comments said, uh, going back to the Kevin Smith about watching uh, Chasing Amy, there's a, a thorough explanation of fisting. And the only reason I wanted to go back to that comment is that Amy of Chasing Amy, Joey Lauren Adams, is a friend of mine. You know, she actually lives in Arkansas.
1: Oh, y'all are friends now. Well, she's been to Pinpoint
0: many times. She used to because she lived in Fayetteville for a little bit of a stint. Because I, I, I was, uh, I did sound on a movie that she starred in and and was um, uh, one of the producers on. And uh, you know, a lot of closed sets. So it was like me, the camera op, and then joey lauren adams and like the uh, an, another cast member so you you know sound guys get to and then when i'm a local and then she moved here and then i have a bar that she liked and so yeah her and her boyfriend at the time used to come in all the time but um but yeah chasing amy she lives here or little rock right now but anyway um yeah my biopic uh that i watched House of, House of Gucci, Gucci, I feel like I need to light a cigarette and smoke it um, while I do the, the re- review this film because this whole movie was about smoking cigarettes and weird over-the-top accents. Um, you know, this this movie, a lot of people have been, you know, uh, eagerly anticipating because directed by Ridley Scott, everybody knows Ridley Scott, uh, not that Ridley Scott's made a whole bunch of bangers in his life, but the ones that he does Um, make are really, really, really good. He has a great eye for cinematography, and he got the Gucci's, Um, and it's just an ensemble cast. I mean, you have... Just these these heavy hitters: Adam Driver, Jeremy Irons, Al Pacino, Jared Leto, Selma Hayek, and then of course Lady Gaga as uh, Patrizia Reggiani, and she kind of steals the whole show. Um, it's uh, an, an interesting thing, you know. Um, I wouldn't consider myself a big fashion historian. Uh, you know, I'm familiar with my brands, uh, but you know, I, I, I knew that Gucci um, didn't have any family members of gucci in it anymore what i didn't know it was because it was from deceit betrayal and murder and you're like oh damn this is juicy and or clocking in at a big hefty two hour and 45 minutes you're like whoa um this is gonna be a lot of movie and the first act is a little bit slow you're kind of like okay all right uh it's taking its time here but once the second act really gets going you're kind of invested and despite you know i think jared leto being a little bit of a huge wiener when he's like portraying any character on stage or or screen he does a really good job of Paolo um because paulo was a huge wiener and uh kind of ran his own idea in the the ground they they made him way more of a buffoon in this movie than i think he was supposed to be in real life and they don't credit any of his successes i did a little homework and found out that paulo who was the butt of all the jokes in this in this movie and died alone and poor was responsible for uh coming up with the double g uh gucci logo that is still you know powerful to this to this day um but, you know, um, like uh, Elisa just said in the comments, she said, I enjoyed every minute of it. I didn't even realize how long it was until it was over. And and once that second act gets kicking in, you completely forget that you've just sat through three hours of movie. Um, That's how
1: King Richard was, too. It's two and a half hours. Jeez. Because yeah. then you
0: get trailers, and then you're like, okay, well, now I've been in the theater for three and a half hours bring back intermissions guys we need these intermissions i went into the bathroom and peed for like 15 minutes straight like it was insane amount of pee um you know because it was more pee than fit into the cup that i drank and it's just like all my days worth of pee uh and it just comes out in a movie um what it's important guys like amc at amc cares to the
1: pp podcast
0: (laughs) The drive-in pee-pee bot. Um, But, you know, I think the most impressive part about this movie was uh, Lady Gaga's um, portrayal in this movie. She is really sort of carving out herself as a respectable actress, you know, because... You, you start your, your career as an over-the-top artist musician and you're like okay, well, you know, what are your acting chops? And then you, you do stuff like what was she in? Uh, um, American Horror Story and that's kind of over-the-top. But this, this is like a legitimate role and a lot of drama and she, she was, nails it. She was in the Fifth She's the sixth country movie. incarnation
1: of a star is born
0: yeah whatever on that one um but adam driver From, is
1: whatever on the one that she was like giving yeah whatever. whatever
0: that country music stuff uh but adam driver was great adam driver is always great um you know if you're not familiar with any of the story uh it, it's very kind of a shakespearean tale in real life about this family that you know just completely destroys itself out of its own hubris and
1: shakespeare's plays were like almost always set in italia Italia. and
0: it, it 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 it's fascinating where you see you know um betrayal and wealth and opulence uh sort of just Corrode people from inside out, and you know, I went back and did a little bit of homework and to find out like what was embellished and what wasn't. And for the most part, they they hit a lot of the the main story notes uh, to um, of what actually happened in this um, assassination and fall from grace, and you know. Trail most foul, um, and it, and it's fun. I mean, th- the, the the there was a character played by Selma Hayek. She was a t- a TV psychic, and I was like, certainly this isn't real. You know, this is just put in for. But apparently, in real life, Patrizia was really uh, addicted to telephone psychics and was always asking them for help and the lady pino was a lady that she really did meet and she was a psychic medium the scam artist that was the lady that helped her assassinate her it's like so crazy that this shit's real and and the fact that you know people are still buying those bags and still paying a whole lot of money for something that that looks like shitty 90s wallpaper like I don't I don't like Gucci bags I think they look terrible um but you know it's it, it it's interesting it's it was a it was a great movie about just family drama family dynamics I mean it is it is a modern day Shakespearean tale uh, and I, I I thought it was pretty good hmm. so yeah if you're in if you're in for a drama if you're in for a little bit of Shakespeare and you're in for a little bit of fashion knowledge um you could check it out one thing though, one thing that bothered me in the theater, and I hate this about period pieces, because I I, I completely blame, and I and I can I could see it on set where there's like it's so much time has passed to certain eras of time where you think you know what's going on in that era like oh we're gonna make a movie about the 80s and then you do all this stuff that you think is the 80s but it's really like the late 90s or early 2000s idea of what they thought the 80s was um, and so there was a scene at the very beginning that took place in a 1970s like nightclub which is where Patri- uh, uh, Maurizio and Patrizia met and which was was true but at this night nightclub party a lot of led fancy laser light shows going on and i'm like uh you know as a as a guy who you know was really obsessed with early dj culture and and club culture in the 60s 70s and 80s uh i i've i've seen and i've i've seen pictures and videos of there were no leds it was all incandescent there was no moving laser lights there was none of that it was all very incandescent and like studio 54 was actually not that exciting of a visual like lighting place it was just a a cool vibe and place to be Hmm. but man they had all the disco lights going as if you were at a a marshmallow top or mellow head or whatever his name is marshmallow um you know, he's he's cool with the kids these days.
1: Well, it's like Velvet Santa pointed out, like the arcade in Wonder Woman 84 or the uh, video yes. rental store in uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Those are the ones that come to mind because they had posters and uh, standees and advertisements set up for things that had yet to exist at that point in time. And uh, the arcade, yeah, it had video games that didn't come out for a year or two or several and well
0: as a guy who's worked on many many movie sets i could tell you right now most of the set decks prop designers and art departments are all in their 20s uh on almost all movies so they're just like i don't know i guess i've I looked on pinterest of 80s and i'm going to put all this stuff up there and uh you know they they the it's not always an accurate portrayal that bothered me a little bit for the most part and all the smoking which i know is I think that was a little over the top because, I mean, yes, people smoked back then, but it was like people were, were double smoking and had cigarettes in their nose and ears. It was like <laughs> c- cigarettes everywhere. It was so stupid. Uh, it was distracting amount of cigarettes in that movie. But otherwise, it was pretty fun. House of Gucci?
1: Gucci. Well, one of our viewers brought up another uh, biopic, uh, but this one is like a legit uh, documentary uh, bio, uh, biography type thing. The uh, Beatles get back that was um, released on Disney Plus. Hey, thanks. Disney for the Plus did wanted there, to s- Logan. Oh yeah, thanks.
0: Uh, Disney actually wanted to um, censor a lot of it and kind of you know editorialize it, but they pushed back and um, censor the Beatles. Exactly, can't do that. Get back, Disney. Um, let's see. Yeah. Rodolfo Gucci... No, there's no way he would have let somebody smoke around. Um, Inaccurate. Um, Also, I guess I'm going to talk about the other movie that I saw real quick. Um, I'd been kind of looking forward to this movie for a while. Uh, Everybody asks, like, are there any Thanksgiving movies out there? Oh, what are the Thanksgiving movies? There was a new Thanksgiving movie that came out starring Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, um, everybody's favorite. You know, he was all like, "I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get out of this business. I'm tired of fighting zombies and dressing up like a grocery store clerk to fight zombies. I'm. I'm too old for this shit." And then this movie comes out, and he is a manager of a toy store fighting alien zombies. And I'm just like, "Bruce, come on, man." Um, but this movie is called Black Friday. It's about a group of toy store employees protecting each other from this kind of parasite infected shopper uh, uh situation you know it's a uh, kind of an indie film you know not a whole lot of big famous cast members uh, except for Michael Jai White who is in this movie and he's awesome uh until he's uh killed like i mean almost everybody's killed in this movie You um, kill
1: Michael Jai
0: White I, 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 That's a good question. The only
1: time that's acceptable is at the first 5 minutes of Spawn. Spawn. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, uh, but but of course Bruce Campbell is really the you know the endless fries of the game that's what gets you into the seats you know you're, you're, you're he's he's the yeast rolls that you're coming for um, and he you know he's great he's Bruce Campbell's great he's always great but he doesn't play an ash like character he's actually kind of a, um, a piece of shit, um, you know, store manager that he, he excels at that character archetype. But most of the film re- revolves around Ken, who's the aging young rebel who still works at this toy store after 10 years and tries to be like the hip older guy with the teenagers. And, you know, there's the love interest and the the nerdy, quirky, like germaphobe kid that somehow manages to be invincible through the whole thing. Um, I like that. Yeah, uh, but he is a huge nerd. Um I don't like that. Um, but, uh, but, but, you know, it follows a lot of the same tropes of, you know, ragtag bunch of people on the, on the run from some, you know, um, extraterrestrial or monster-like horde. And the thing that I don't like about this movie is I don't necessarily like zombie movies. I don't like the zombie premise. I don't like all of these faceless, like, r- runabout, you know, monsters that are lurking behind every corner that's just an excuse to throw a different, you know, weapon of the moment into a bloody head you know and it's like okay i get it but this one you know it's like a gooey meteors fall from space and start infecting humans and then they get they turn into like these alien things the the, the payoff at the end was kind of neat because they
1: you, are you telling me it's attack of the killer tomatoes
0: a little bit but the t- killer tomatoes you know if the all the killer tomatoes like formed one giant tomato and like became like this uh, kaiju tomato monster because that's what kind of happens there's this giant like all the black friday shoppers like meld into this big you know uh video dromy sort of body horror monster that that it's at that point you're like okay this is kind of fun but the whole zombie premise it's you know it, it hits all it's like what's um you know jingle all the way it's like jingle all the way meets zombies and that's fun. Oh Furious Apology, thanks for the sub. Um Attack of the Killer Tomatoes cartoon was excellent. It yes was, it was. Yep. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Um But where 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 this movie also kinda bothers me is, you know, the idea of Black Friday as being this like trample fest that it used to be in the late nineties, early two thousands where people were lining up and like getting murdered. Like that's that's a That's that hasn't happened in like 10 years.
1: You miss the news from Saturday morning, what? guy. Really? Did you know how many stores people got shot at this year? That's different. And it wasn't from being in line or anything like it's that. It's just though. because
0: people are awful. It wasn't no. about being in line. People just suck now. Yeah, people just, are murderers. They
1: just waited for him to come out in the parking lot, and they're like, yo, dog, is that a PS5? Blah!
0: Well, you know, the, the whole, like competitive shoppingness of black Fridays of your uh, before black Friday actually started on Thanksgiving um, you know it, it, those days are kind of gone like everybody buys shit online now there's not like you know they were saying that overall black Friday in, in store sales were down 28% yep um, you know it's not not necessarily a thing that we all do as a collective people um, uh,
1: I was forced to be out on black Friday and it was like uh, around here it was like any other day there was no difference
0: Okay. Oh, no. It, I, I went around because that's my favorite thing to do on Black Friday, just drive around and look at all the people. Mm-hmm. But um, it wasn't much to, to speak of. Velocina um, says, if it was more realistic, you could only find one worker in the store and they'd be on their phone, which is, yeah, which is pretty true. But, you know, Black Friday, that that's a, that's a weird old thing that, that I think is kind of going away uh, to the wayside of the Internet. And, you know, these stories of – it did remind me of kind of like working back in the mall uh, when I was a kid our uh, teenager and you know the the black friday shopping that would happen there but um but yeah over, overall it was fun uh some pretty interesting fun kills some really annoying uh characters that that you know get murdered bruce campbell michael jai white they steal the show and by the time they're not there anymore it's not really worth watching So, um, it's streaming now. I think there's early access on Amazon prime. Uh, you can, you can rent it or purchase it. Uh, but it'll be on expanded VOD, I think maybe next week. So there you go. Black Friday. Oh man. Look at these people in the comments. Anything fun, anything fun in the comments? While well, I pull up another tab on the slow-ass laptop.
1: <laughs> oh, I think we've already covered it. <laughs> Except Velvet's hand said everything we cover will wind up in a landfill or Goodwill. Uh, and I feel personally attacked by that.
0: It's true um let's see here it's showcased all of this stuff is going to end up in a museum a drive in speaker box museum uh that all of your subs will go to fund um and it'll be free to the public we'll get the walton foundation on board somehow it'll be great um you can come in and and tour all of our, our 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 memorabilia Patrick Henry says, "Spider-Man: No Way Home" tickets are on sale today. Oh yeah, it's
1: Spider Monday. Spider
0: Monday, uh, and you know it's Cyber Monday, so a lot of a lot of deals out there on streaming services and stuff. If you want to get on get on there,
1: yeah, Hulu's uh, ninety nine cents um, a month for like six months to a year or something like that. So, but it's for the ad supported version only. Uh, so if you want to deal with a bunch of commercials, but it's only a buck, so trash.
0: I miss physical media.
1: You can That's go nice. buy it. I'm, I do. Oh, oh man, I should have been doing that.
0: What buying physical media?
1: Yeah, I should have seen if the Lord of the Rings uh, 4K collection was on sale at all. I need it.
0: Well, you've got uh, you got about five hours to still do your, yeah, your Cyber Monday show. Amazon
1: all does like limited time deals. You Those got like lightning a, deals. Yeah, you got like an hour, and there's only a hundred of them, and they're gone in twenty seconds. Yeah, stupid yeah. Amazon.
0: Well, speaking of money, let's talk about the box office roundup for November 25th through 28th. I'm going to give you that extra four day weekend, holiday weekend um, <clears throat> roundup numbers because, you know, we were all off Thanksgiving Day and everybody went and uh, was watching movies Thanksgiving. Uh, the top 10. Uh, surprisingly enough, Belfast didn't hit the top 10. I thought that it might might be up there because it was in uh, 1,100 theaters nationwide, but it, it was number 11. Uh, we didn't get Liquor's Pizza here. It only got a four-theater release this past weekend, which I think was oh. stupid.
1: But did you see uh, the articles said Liquor's Pizza set pandemic records as a movie that was released during the pandemic in only four movie theaters? It was in four theaters,
0: but each theater averaged 86,000 per per showing or per per screen where the number one movie in America only averaged 8,000 that's insane when you think about how many people were pumping into those theaters to see licorice pizza so uh, a really amazing start to that film uh, but number 10 Venom, Let There Be Carnage, brought in $1.8 million this week in its ninth week in release for Sony, $209 million so far in its coffers. Uh, number nine, No Time to Die, bringing in $2.1 million in its eighth week in release for MGM, $158 million domestically. Uh, number eight, Dune, uh, in its sixth week in release, bringing in another 2.4. So far, only up to $102 million for Warner Brothers and Dune, but we're going to get another Dune, so that's okay. It's okay. Because well,
1: you still don't know how much it made from <laughs> HBO.
0: Well, which we'll never know because they don't have to release that shit. Um, stupid HBO, stupid streaming. Um, number seven, King Richard, which we just reviewed earlier in the show. If you caught that, or if you didn't catch the replay, four million dollars in its second weekend release for Warner Brothers, bringing it up to eleven million dollars domestically. Number six, yeah, not not too not too good. Yeah, pretty pretty hard stuff. Um, Number six, Clifford the Big Red Dog bringing in another $5.5 million in its third week in release from Paramount, bringing it up to $43 million domestically. Number five, opening. Opening at the number five spot, Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City, only bringing in 6.3 million in its opening weekend. Although only opening in 2,800 theaters out of you know about 4,500 theaters nationwide, so um, I I thought that was kind of odd that it didn't didn't get in more theaters being a horror movie, but mm, you know whatever. Number four, Eternals. That's probably why, because that's still out there in its fourth weekend release, bringing in nine and a half million dollars. Only so far bringing in 150 MCU. You're losing your power. Um, no one, no one cares about these these movies that you well, make. But
1: yeah, they ran out of characters that people like, and they're trying to make they're they're grabbing at stuff. And I think you're going to just continue to see uh, a declination there because people, who is this? I've never heard of. Them. People have heard of Captain America and Iron Man and Thor and Hulk and even Ant
0: Man. But they've uh, also heard about Paul Rudd. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. Well, Ant Man had it was it was trying to get made like ten years before the first Ant Man or ten years before Ant Man actually got released. It was that was an Ant Man movie trying to get made before Iron Man. Um, But anyway, let's see. Number three, House of Gucci, coming in at seventeen point eight million opening up, and so far, of course, if you if you add in the holiday weekend, it has brought in twenty two million because it's technically a five day
1: uh real quick uh alisa asked uh, they're not making a hawkeye movie no they're making a tv show it's on disney plus uh there are trailers out now it has um uh Haley steinfeld or whatever the girl from the um yeah, true grit remake multiple hawkeyes yeah yeah so they're already bringing in his older daughter that took a 60 years in the comics to bring in or whatever from the young avengers uh it's it's turd trash no one wants it Uh, it's out there it's
0: it's out there for 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 your boredom uh if you need it number two ghostbusters afterlife dropping to the number two spot uh in its second week in release uh bringing in 29.5 million dollars so far bringing it up to 87 million dollars domestically which is actually a pretty um pretty interesting take for this movie because a lot of people were kind of turning their nose up at it but 87 million uh you know standing toe to toe with disney movies so that's that's something um yeah, $87 million domestically with Ghostbusters. You can check out our review on the previous episode of the Drive-In Speaker Box uh, if you want to hear our thoughts on Ghostbusters. And the number one movie in America for the kids, which I suspected because it's a holiday movie. I actually thought Ghostbusters would be a little stronger, but $29 million is 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 only a few million behind the number one. So uh, my theory checked out. But Encanto brought in $33 million at the box office uh, this week. Um, total domestic, forty, if you count the extra Wednesday, Thursday because of the holiday. But it is out there making that money because of families. And it's about the only thing in theaters that you could take the kids to. So there you go. All right, that's your top ten. There it is. That's all the movies. That's all the monies. Uh, a lot of stuff streaming. I, this the next week is going to be a little weird because there's just not much coming out. I think we're still going to. I think Encanto is going to stay strong. I think uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife will probably uh, stick around for one more week of strength. House of Gucci will probably do pretty well, and I think we're going to see an increase in theaters for Licorice Pizza. Um, and I think King Richard's going to keep falling from grace. Uh, gonna get dethroned, but that is my pr- predictions for next week's box office. So um, there you go, Dina. They don't even that's do that's who you need. Yeah, yeah, you need Dina to. to, to she's not even in, watching tonight, but she's she's our resident expert on all things box office. But anyway, that is our show. Uh, Vince says, "Hey, see everyone in December. Get those worst of the year lists ready." Oh, God, all the pressure, all the pressure. Um, furious
1: Fierce apology. apology coming in. Look at that with the rock
0: and foreign film getting the foreign film emote um but yeah anyways don't forget to like and subscribe if you are listening to this on a podcast wherever you get your podcasts from and you're like what are all these comments you can get in on the action over on our facebook our twitch or our youtube live we do it every monday night live for your enjoyment uh, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time you can check us out there like and subscribe boom 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 um, make us feel good about ourselves and help us pay the rent here at the studio here in the you know the not green screen studio that everybody thinks that this is this is all fake but this is this is all a lot of good investments with with guys who spend their money wisely
1: Um, I feel I feel (laughs) attacked
0: That's my shit
1: too. Hey, uh Vince says that the tier three emote should just be it's a up and comer.
0: It's it's gonna be this. Oh wow, it's no, gonna be the Italian, Italian fist. This is gonna be the Italian the Italian fist. No, I feel yeah. like that's not okay for some reason. What? It's just the Mario voice. It's a me, feast hand. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, all right guys, thanks for tuning in. We're gonna get out of here. We will see you guys next week. As always, I'm Bo, the Boom Operator.
1: I'm Slick Doggy the Grip.
0: Later, later.